Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to Podcast Room 303. Introducing one co-host with more nuggets than Chick-fil-A, Nick Morahan. Executive producer until we find someone better, Eric Washington. Nobody really knows what he does around here. Nevada Putnam. And now, the single greatest thing to happen to hosting in history, Jermaine Antonio Colon Mendez. On with the show. Woo-wee! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into Podcast Room 303, episode 215. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. How you doing this evening, Nick? Uh, I'm good. First week of football down. Carolina season's already over. Uh, hopefully, we actually get the first round pick in the draft this year. Uh, didn't you trade it for <laughs> the quarterback? Um, uh, we traded up to get the quarterback, yeah. So, usually a first for the next year goes in those trades. Oh, maybe. I don't know. We'll look up the trade details. Eric, can you pull up those trade details? Yeah. On today's episode, we'll be getting into Pop Culture Pick'em, Top 5 Guilty Pleasure Movies. We'll be covering head-to-head batting average, What the Fuck Headline, then uh, The Return of the Blind Five, the second installment. As always, we'll get into the NFL Week 1 review, the NFL Week 2 preview, and with coupled with Nick's Nuggets. And uh, how are you doing this evening, Eric? Uh, doing great. Uh, all I really had to say is uh, hook them. Hey, let's go. For those of you who've been living under the rock, I guess Texas is back. I'm still, you know, we got to make it through the season before I can say that, like, confidently. But uh, we shouldn't beat Alabama last year. We beat them this year in Tuscaloosa. Quinn Ewers played an absolutely amazing game, probably shot his stock up in the draft uh, even higher. And uh, it's a good time to be a Longhorns fan for the first time in over a decade. Ten years, yeah. Uh Yeah. Back to that uh, Carolina thing. So the Carolina traded their number one pick to Chicago. So next year, Chicago has their first rounder. Um, luckily, they do have their second round still, is what this article is trying to make. Uh, Carolina Panthers have hope. Carolina oh, Panthers fans sick. have hope. <laughs> sick. I mean, if it's the first pick of the second round, it's almost a right. Sick. <laughs> it's only 32 away from being number one. Sick not. <laughs> Don't worry. You still have DJ Moore. Right. Sick. Oh, man. Oh, speaking of, who that? You ready for this weekend? Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, so uh, what are we going to be? Customary it's gonna be, bet? It's going to be a Carolina Panthers victory. Yeah, the customer. I thought the customary bet was two cases of beer, but you seem to think that, that the price it's of beer is never. It's never been two cases of beer. Two cases of beer. The, the first customer, of all, what, first of all, what are you considering a case, by the way? A thirty, 30 rack. Okay. Thirty rack. Yeah. I heard a. I said I heard somebody call a case twenty four the other day. I said that's yeah. Well, I'm from I'm from Texas, so they probably went to a. State everything's school. bigger in Texas. They probably went to a state school. You shut your mouth. At least we went to school. <laughs> hey, I went to multiple schools and owe multiple oh, yeah. schools money. And the Air Force. I bet you're a friggin' Operation Earn <laughs> Freedom veteran, too. No, no, Take no, no, your no, fucking no. license plate off, Eric. <laughs> but keep the uh, support our troop ribbon. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> forever, bro. Fucking forever. McDonald's. You got you have the McDonald's ribbon, right? <clears throat> what? You have the you have ribbons, right? 
Yeah, I had like four. I mean, there you were had one, four. Yeah, like the, it's Jesus, like two. Jesus, the Air Force give those out. Yeah, like it's like they give you two: one for showing up at Meps, another one for graduating boot, one for serving after nine eleven, and the other one was like for getting marksmen. Like they're not that, you know. You got a ribbon for showing up to Meps. <laughs> you thought you could sleep, slip that in there, Doc? Get the fuck out. That's hysterical. That's a good joke, dude. <laughs> there's, there's no you. You got three. You no, got I had the four. Pistol, the rifle, the G Watt, and what else? Which was the G Watt one? The the McDonald's one. The no, I served. The one for serving after nine eleven. There's like that's a ribbon. The, that's, that's the G Watt one. That's the G Watt. And uh, then when and then when you deploy, you get what's called the G Watt E, which means <laughs> you actually did something for the war on terror. <laughs> I did nothing. I did all I did was drink alcohol and make trouble. I, and what's changed? Glad glad <laughs> to see you mature. Whatever, dude. De- decade plus strong, baby. <laughs> Eric, who today bragged in a group chat that he basically should have gotten multiple DUIs <laughs> growing up. Eric, care to, care to confirm or deny? Confirm or lie, I mean? Uh, I guess I had to confirm. <laughs> First of all, let's not act like we were all saints as kids. So. First of all, let me tell you what the greatest thing to ever have that our kids will never, our kids will never have to deal with with the pain of not of like having to drive home because yeah. like they have these cars these days. Not saying that I do FBI, <laughs> female body inspector, right? Exactly. These cars today will keep you in the lanes no matter what. That's a good one. You just they have, really do. You just have to touch the wheel every seven seconds. That's I, a my scary, my scary sentence. <laughs> That's a scary <laughs> sentence, bro. Uh, moral of the story, don't drive drunk, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get into the batting average update, Eric. Yeah, so batting average uh, this week, uh, Luis Arias is at – uh, now he's got fucking confidence. <laughs> fuck you guys. Uh, he's batting 348 this week, down from 355. Uh, Freddie Freeman went from 335 to 339, so he had a jump. But my pick to win it, Freddie Freeman, has now been surpassed by Corey Seager, who's at 341. So we have a third player in the mix to see who's going to win the batting title this year. Can we just talk about how the Rangers have almost the same record as the Cubs? <laughs> what a fall off. You remember the red hot Rangers? Yeah, like didn't they just there? lose Scherzer too? Uh, I'm he's sure. Been. Yeah, he he's been. He, yeah. he left. He left with uh, what was it? Quadriceps tightness, I think it was. And uh, he pitched five. And but Scherzer throughout his career has left games early due to like a muscle tightness, and he's back for the next start. So he's no, he's done. He's done for the regular season. Yeah, he won't get surgery, but he's done for the regular season. Oh wow! This is the first and, time. And by the way, not to not to rub it in your guys' face, but told you so. I told you the Rangers are going to drop off. Uh, this is just the Rangers thing to do. Oh, you're going to victory lab? How about that Angels pick that I told you not to take? It can still hit. Mike, <laughs> Mike Trout, Mike Trout doesn't get injured. Actually, I think the Angel, the Angels might be eliminated. Uh, somebody did say Shohei was going to get uh, injured and not finish the season. Sure enough. Wait, is he still batting? Or is no, he, is, no, is he no, 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 no. You're thinking of my pick last year. Oh, it was last that year. That was my pick last year that he uh, was going to fucking throw out his arm and not be able to finish the year. No, he did which, this year. Which, which he did, didn't he? He didn't make all not, his starts not, last year. He didn't make all his starts last year. He didn't make he, all his starts this year. 
Oh, he did make them all last yeah, year. Yeah, because remember, we were like, he should be the Cy Young. But they were like, oh, he hasn't, he doesn't qualify for the Cy Young, the, the minimum for Cy Young or some bullshit like that. Okay. You got the what the fuck headline uh, queued up, Eric? Uh, no, I wasn't sure, but I can pull them up super quick. So give me one second here. <clears throat> By the way, Atlanta is the only team that has clinched. Yeah, they they won the and they clinched their division on Philly's turf. Uh, while and, Eric while Eric is looking up that headline, uh, going over the AL East, Boston and the Yankees are eliminated. By the way, from winning the East, let's see if we can go to the wild card here. Are the O's are still leading the East? Correct. Correct. Yeah, the O's are leading the East. Uh, so the division leaders in the AL are uh, East Baltimore, West Houston, Central Minnesota. Uh, Tampa Bay is leading the wild card by eight and a half games. They are two games behind uh, the division. Texas has a half game lead uh, over Seattle and Seattle has a one game lead over Toronto. The teams that are officially eliminated from all playoff contention, Kansas city, Oakland, and sad day, uh, tear drop Chicago white Sox. Can we talk about how the Kansas city Royals, have a worse record than Oakland and they're trying. <laughs> like they're like, we're not seeing riots in Kauffman stadium. We're not, we're not hearing sell the team chance. I but just, the Royals suck. They, they have the worst. Oh no. Oakland's run differential is still two ninety nine. That's right. Right. Who has the worst run differential in? Oh my goodness. Colorado is two seventeen. Yowza. Yeah, Colorado fucking blows. All right, in the in the NL, uh the Braves clinched the uh the NL East, I believe that's what that means. Yes, they clinched the NL East. The Dodgers lead the West. Milwaukee is ahead in the Central. Yuck. Uh Philly leads the wild card by four games. Chicago is in the second wild uh card spot by two and a half games over the Giants. The Giants, Diamondbacks, and Reds are all tied with the Marlins. Uh, a half game back and the Rockies uh, are the only team who uh, is officially eliminated. So I know I, I praise this new schedule that allowed every team, every, you know, all the teams to play each other, but the fact that the Cubs and Brewers in a tight divisional race aren't playing each other this September is kind of sad. Yeah. I, I used to like the last three series of the year. Uh, or the last three weeks of the year uh, going down to uh, just straight divisional games. I think they should. I love, I love the way they have the schedule. I'm just, just maybe a minor tweak. That way the divisional games are Jermaine. They end the season at Milwaukee. Yeah, but that's uh, okay. That's two. <laughs> it's two games though. That's not a series. Three what I'm games. saying is three games. What, October 1st. Oh, October 1st. I'm looking at September. What I'm Dude, saying they, is it's like got Atlanta before that. What I what I'm saying is we would have played them how many times? Before? It is it, right? it, in it, a four it, and a half game race for the division crown, we should be playing them. It is not it is nine it times. is annoying in September you're playing the Giants, the Diamondbacks, Rockies, Diamondbacks in 3 weeks in September. I do agree with you there. Yeah. And then the last, the second, or the the uh, third to last season of the year is the Rockies. Why? why don't play the. I mean, you're probably going to win, but yeah, right. We just dropped the series. Hell oh, yeah, you did. 
Here's here's the hope, and they only get 99 losses, you bish. All right, if you're joining us on YouTube, uh, you can see that Eric has the WTF headline for the week pulled up. Take it away, Eric. All right, so again, I believe, yep, of course, it starts with a Florida man. Uh, arrested for trying to cross Atlantic in a human-powered hamster wheel. This is by far just... I, I, Before we get into it, <laughs> why is he getting arrested? It's his life. I don't know. It technically like, isn't... Where did they get him? Because once he gets into international waters, so <laughs> nobody has jurisdiction over this hamster wheel. He was That's just a man on a hamster. <laughs> he, he was discovered 70 nautical miles off Tybee Island, Georgia. Well, that's international waters. He was walking his way to the UK. <laughs> walking. I love how it says walking. I want to know if he would have made it. There's no way. Absolutely not. He would die from something like heat exhaustion, dehydration, no food. Something would get him. Eric, can you go to the maps and uh, and pull, pull up how long it would take to get from Florida to the UK walking? <laughs> I just, I just want. I want to see how much. It's like. Oh, Google says uh, you're an idiot. And it's not possible. Yeah, it's of literally. It's, of course, it's not possible. Fucking Google. Can one walk from the USA to the UK? Here, I'm gonna do uh, United Kingdom. That oh, is six thousand nine hundred and eighty Dis- miles. <laughs> Dude, did he bring like did he have provision? Like was he <laughs> No, Chad Stog. He had a he had a 30 rack. <laughs> he got but he got 70 miles off the coast of Tybee. That's in fuck that's impressive. That is a little impressive. <laughs> How long does it take you to walk? I was about miles? to say, he, I'm looking up human walking. <laughs> well, I was, I was going to ask you guys how like what do you think you can walk in one day? 50 miles? So it says so it says human walking speed is 3.2 miles an hour. So 3.2 times yeah. 24. So that he was out there for basically a day. What? Okay. So what I want to know, does the hamster wheel pr- propel faster than human walking speed? Cause it's that may, to, right. That may dictate why he was able to get seven. It would take him Cause, 90. Cause he said human, it said human powered hamster wheel. Exactly. It would take 92 days walking. <laughs> Here's at, what we, at that pace of 76 a day. Here's what we need to do. Arrest him, sure. Somebody call Discovery Channel. Bail this man out. They follow him with a boat. They film the whole thing, and they make us a, a series of it. Get this man a TV show. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Hold on. I would watch that. I would watch – well, maybe not all of it, but I would watch some of this man trying to walk. Does it tell you how, how fast he made it? Get the fuck out of here. He tried in 2014, 2016, and 2021. He's a, all right. he's a repeat right. offender. Okay. I guess, okay. I, guess so I was I was gonna give this man credit. I was gonna be like, <laughs> oh dude, like that stop arresting this man. There is a line in the article that says, however, the defendant is accused of threatening to kill himself with a 12-inch blade if they came near him. And things really escalated when the when the Coast Guard approached him and he said he would detonate a bomb. <laughs> All a right, don't give days, don't give this man a TV show. A yeah. two day standoff, dude. Okay, <laughs> I I would like to take back. He, this man definitely should have been arrested. This man deserved to be arrested take, for sure. Take his contraption, 
Give it to a sane man. Me. And let I'll him do, do it. it. I'll do it, dude. This sounds wild. I would nice. 100% try. 69 dude. replies. Nice. Oh, man. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, and All then right. we, we did have one more that um, that we ran. So 11,000 runners were DQ'd from Mexico City Marathon. Um, I just, first, I don't, it was, first of all, that's so funny, though. They were missing checkpoints that were placed every five kilometers. Some runners allegedly used vehicles or public transport to cut the course. <laughs> Why sign up? Why sign up? <laughs> There's got to be some dude, though, that figured it out and, like, took public transportation, like, for four kilometers, ran a kilometer, took four, like, <laughs> there's some guy that figured it out. What I, I just, I just don't understand. It's like, why would you sign up for the marathon then? Which is so, I just, it's so funny. <laughs> the Mexico City Marathon has had issues with rampant cheating in the past. In 2017, nearly 6,000 runners were disqualified for similar reasons with more than 3,000 3, also being removed from the result the next year. So this is – I guess it's just a, a trend to do it at this fucking <laughs> this event. This is just a tradition. <laughs> yeah, at this point. Hey, the winner set the record. Go back. How, how long oh, was that? fuck. Give me oh, one second. Too late. <laughs> yeah, I'll pull it two, up. Two hours, 27 minutes, and 16 seconds. I'm not sure if that's what I saw. but uh, that, That's exactly what it is with that photographic memory. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I don't no, have photographic you, memory. Photographic memory. I'm sick of your lies. <laughs> All right. The moment is upon us. Let's get into head to head. Head to head. All right. So last week was week 35. Um, pretty solid week for some of us. Uh, Jermaine went one and two, bringing him to 41 and 58 on the season, down 8.6 units. Uh, Nick, he's on the struggle bus 0 and 3, bringing him to 37, 60, and 2 on the season. He is now down 1.5 units. Um, Perfection, Eric, 3 and 0, 40 and 59 on the season, down 4.8 units. And Nevada also went perfect 3 and 0, putting him at 36, 59, and 1, down 6.1 units. Oh, shit. Go back to the Buffalo bet. Which go back, to my, go back to my Buffalo bet. I didn't mean that for Monday Night Football. Oh, you want to? Okay, we could. So you want it? For, I said nine seventeen Buffalo minus eight and a half. I so know where, take that shit off. Take that L off. Daddy's back. All right, you still got the L for Dansby. We're booking it as an L, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like I hope you know you got that. Dude, oh, listen, listen, we can listen, book this one as listen, a window. Oh listen, no, this is gonna be an L. Colorado, yeah, just put Colorado State plus twenty two half as a, as an L because. People keep providing bulletin board material to teams that don't fucking need it. <laughs> Unreal. All they've done has been doubted. Uh, you could keep that up, Eric. We're, we'll go ahead and get into pop culture pick them. All right, sweet. <clears throat> All right. Today's topic, top five guilty pleasures. The order is myself, Eric, and Nick. I'll go first. I'm going to take um, – man, there's a lot of good options here. I'll take uh, Pretty Woman. Good movie. Now my question is: Does this have to be like a I wouldn't watch this movie? Uh, like, you know, it's it's something that like if the boys are around, you probably wouldn't put it on, or you only watch it with a lady, or when you're by yourself, sad. Like something that's not necessarily you know <laughs> that you're gonna watch with the boys. Like it's a guilty pleasure, you know. <laughs> only you really know that you watch it. Hey, you turn the lights off. You lock the door. Ain't nobody getting yeah. in to see you watching this bad boy. By yourself, sad. <laughs> 
That's how Nick spends most of his time. 100%. (laughs) Uh, All right. So Pretty Woman, excellent choice. Great movie. I'm going to go with – I just watched it on the flight to Cyprus. I'm going to go with The Devil Wears Prada. Uh, nobody needed all that extra stuff. Just, just say the movie. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised this one lasted this long. I'm gonna go Pitch Perfect. Ugh. I would watch that with the homies. Get a little, get a little bro capella on. Yeah, but you're a theater kid, so that's that's some shit y'all do together when you get together. You like put feminine clothes on and dance around and shit. Eric, you've been with him. You know most of his friends. I don't know why you acted like he's got this secret traveling trope of musicians he hangs out with. Where he like comes into an alley. He's like, all right, we're here. Today, today, today. Like he's uh, we, we know most of his friends, Eric. Bro, speaking of, do you guys think uh, being a part of a flash mob would be a good fantasy uh, no. football punishment? No, you have to. No, here's a better fantasy football punishment. You have to do a flash mob. Just you and like not recruit anybody else. Oh, I'll probably get arrested like that guy from Florida, dude. I, I, I saw one today that was like the loser has to put on the full like caddy outfit and caddy for the winner for 18 holes of golf. Hey, that's a good punishment. That's, a good that's an one. excellent punishment. Because you can What's still go out, you can still drink, you can still have fun, but you got to be like in the whole like. What you have uh, to do, what you have to do is uh, they have to volunteer uh, reading books to uh, criminal reform patients. <laughs> <laughs> I just made that up. They have to dress keep, like they have, to dress like they have to dress like drag queens and go to Florida public schools. <laughs> and be dead. Uh, really- all right, uh, I'll go. My second choice is gonna be cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Okay, ever seen it? Such a fire movie. It's a good. Is it movie. really? It's such a good movie. All right, all right. Um, with my second pick, I'm gonna go with Clueless. We didn't get a backstory on that one. <laughs> so I was five years old. Uh, I discovered. Never mind. I'm not even gonna go there. Proceed. Yeah. Next pick. Pudusi. <laughs> I'll take uh, the hot chick. Oh, good movie. And let's see. That's a good one. You just, uh, like, you just gave me an idea. Hey, this movie sucks. So that's why it's making the list. I'm gonna. You could put one and two for this. Uh, Mortal, the '90s Mortal Kombat movies. Oh, those are bad. <laughs> those are bad. I remember being a kid and just turning it off. Like this is absolute rubbish. It's uh, it's Mortal Kombat with a K. It's absolute what? Oh shit, rubbish. Oh, indeed, Europe changed me. <laughs> I've been saying rubbish before I went to Europe. Anyway. No, you know you have not. I have, bro. Jermaine. Jermaine, have my back here, bro. Have Jermaine, my that's back. the first time I've ever heard him say rubbish. <laughs> Eric, it's, Eric, it's your pick. Uh, all right, so, me, Eric. <laughs> I went on holiday. Uh, with my third pick, I'm just going to take Mean Girls. I, didn't, I can't believe it made it this far. I would watch that with the homies, though. Uh. Yeah, but you're a theater kid. <laughs> you probably mean- dress up and act like the popular girls at high school. <laughs> mean Girls is a good movie. Uh, I'm going to go Frozen. Frozen's a fire movie. Um, I'm going to go... Uh, oh, Jesus. I'll save it. I'm going to go Bend It Like Beckham for my second pick. Or my fourth pick, I guess. 
No Shaolin soccer? Dude, that, no, no, because I'd put that shit on with the homies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, my fourth pick, I'm going to take Crazy Stupid Love. It's a great movie. I'd watch that with the homies, though. <laughs> Eric's whole list is movies I'd watch with the homies. You, me and you would sit in the living room right now and watch Mean Girls. Yes. Absolutely. That's a fire movie. It's a bunny. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make fetch happen. It's not gonna happen, <laughs> bro. Meat Girls is a fire movie. Although I will say, as a as a teenage high school boy, I was like that movie's stupid. And yeah. then the girls made me watch it. And I was like, oh, I see the hype. Yeah. But I'm gonna take the two movies that make have made me first cry as a kid uh, in no particular order. I'll take Beaches and A Walk to Remember. Now those movies I would not watch with the homies, bro. I'm not oh, crying. I'm gonna walk to remember. <laughs> I'm not crying. I'm not gonna fucking do it. <laughs> well, I am. My mom made me watch those movies when she had cancer when I was growing up. That's that's well, almost. Way to that's, pull up the heartstrings, there, my man. Holy crap! Can we call? Can we call Child Protective Services? You can't put those movies when you have cancer. Damn, dude! Holy shit! Dog, that's cold blooded, Mama Mendez. She was was playing. She was playing psychological warfare with you back then, dude. She's like, "You ain't gonna grow up, no punk bitch. We gonna toughen you up." (laughs) Damn, Jesus Christ! Um, All right, my final pick. I have so many written down here, but I'm gonna go with uh, the timeless classic, "Never Been Kissed." Is that the Drew Barrymore movie? Absolutely. Okay, yeah, I wouldn't watch that with the homies. Good movie, though. Mm. That's a good movie. Take a finish it off with riding in cars with boys, Nick. I'm going fi- <laughs> to finish it off with Grease. Oh, fuck no. Dude. <laughs> dude, Grease is a fire movie. Shit, dude. <laughs> I thought you hate musicals, Nick. I do fucking hate musicals, except for the musicals I like, which turns out to be a lot of musicals. <laughs> it's like six now that you've mentioned. But I'm not gay. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, the, um, you know how much grief he gave me for wanting to see a greatest showman, Eric? Oh, I, I, I can only imagine. It was like three weeks of him. He's just like, what are you just got? We could go like, let's play soccer. <laughs> From now on. Now he owns. Didn't you like end up loving it, Nick? Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. I'm pretty sure he owns the soundtrack. Yeah, I think I have the soundtrack. I think it's one of my most played. From now on, is one of my most played songs on Apple. I think. <laughs> it's it's dude. It's become so much that like when people are like, "Can we go out for?" Like people are like, "Go out for karaoke." I'm like, "I'm gonna sing from now on for the great show." He gave me so much grief, and now that he's oh, it's, it's an all-time favorite song for like, him. Dude, like, so funny, Sing, dude. Rock of Ages, Grease, Phantom of the Opera. Like, Oost. dude, fuck it. I'm like, musicals are dumb. <laughs> Bro, I, I, gave- hate to, I hate to interrupt right now, but Thursday Night Football put Marshawn Lynch with Amish people, and they're doing a segment right now, and this is absolutely hilarious. That's amazing. Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Lynch needs to get his television show back or That's whatever, whatever it was. The Facebook ch- that show was fantastic. I don't know why more people didn't watch it. It just, was outstanding. 
just send Marshawn Lynch into parts of white America who have never experienced somebody like him before. He's sitting, Mar- here, he's sitting here trying to give them their phone to go through the page. <laughs> he's like 70 and Amish. She's like, what the fuck is this? Uh, honorable mention for me, sing Batman, Batman and Robin, Miss Congeniality. And then these ones are kind of ones I'd put on with the homies, but they're kind of they'll kind of get you shamed a little bit. I feel like Con Air, the replacements, and the original Point Break. No chance. Those are all fire. What do you? Those what homies? Those are all what homies teams. you hanging out with that are shaming you for those three movies? This is just I've been shamed for these before. I would go as far as say the replacements might be the greatest football movie ever made. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. First Relax. of all, it's, first of all, uh, before that, it's Steve and Willie Beeman. And any given Sunday, I was about Absolutely. to say it's any given Sunday. Right, that is uh, like any given Sunday is a, is a movie about sports. It's just a legitimately good movie. Shout out Antoine Fuqua. The six, the six, what six inches in front of your face? That's Fuqua. where life happens, bro. The just the speeches in that. Also, Cameron Diaz is like the owner boss chick. That was, she was such a badass in that movie, and she's sexy. So. Yeah, only skinny woman I've ever liked, but damn. She's fine, bro. She ain't yeah. Kate Hudson skinny. Kate Hudson's could turn sideways and blow away in the wind. <laughs> no doubt, dude. She she has to watch out for one wooden floor. She'll fall right through. <laughs> All right, Eric. Read read us the list so we can wrap up pop culture. Yeah, so top five guilty pleasure movies. Jermaine had the first pick. He went Pretty Woman, Hot Chick, 90s Mortal Kombat movies, Beaches, and A Walk to Remember. I had the second pick, Devil Wears Prada. Clueless, Mean Girls, Crazy Stupid Love, and Never Been Kissed. Uh, Nick closes out with the third pick, Pitch Perfect, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, Frozen, Bend It Like Beckham, and arguably the worst musical ever, Grease. Eric, what do you think of our picks from last episode? Do you have anything to add to top five ballpark foods? Anything Uh, that we missed? I was looking at it, man, and it's like, if we had a third person, we couldn't have done that episode. We couldn't have done that topic because you guys hit everything, man. It would have been hard with three people. Yeah, because, I mean, I, number one for me would have been Funnel Cake, and that was five for Nick, so, yeah, it's all Dude, Funnel out. Cake is awful. <laughs> funnel Cake is not – Funnel Cake it's is so at, bad. At, at you come – hold on. I, I have to make sure – I have to – I'm going to get really close to the camera here. You go to a ballpark and you go, ooh, Funnel Cake? That's your number one? Yeah, dude. That's you're, what you look forward to at an MLB stadium is funnel cake. Yeah, dude. You're, you're, you're out a of your psycho. mind. You're out of your mind. First of all, it's hot dog beer and then something else. That's I, – I will uh, – Jermaine said – what did you say, Jermaine? What do you, you said, mean? You said – what did you say? You said uh, lemonade, right? Oh, yeah. Ice cold lemonade. Delicious. Churro. Uh, delicious. Yeah. Uh, I took hot dog as well. Yeah. Also, I, I had also, sunflower seeds slash peanuts. Got to get those at a ball game. Also, like, you, I mean, beer is not a drink. I mean, it's not a food; it's a drink. Beer, no, right? so we Fresh we actually it. Nope, you nailed it. Beer's not a drink. <laughs> so you got uh, it, man. So note to self, Nick. Remember when we asked if Eric would listen to the podcast? So this I is do. our answer. I so mm-hmm. uh, if I was you want traveling, dude, I was oh, in oh, was oh, in Europe. Oh. You know what? He's telling me. He's telling me that he traveled, but then he sat here and also told me, "Oh, I downloaded a bunch of episodes of the Kelsey Brothers podcast and just binged <laughs> that." So you were listening to podcasts while traveling. Right. Yeah, just not, getting ready just for not, football season. Just not the podcast you're a part oh. of. Oh, getting ready for football season. You mean like a week one podcast that you are the executive producer for? You're right. No need to get ready for football season with week one of a sports betting podcast. You remember no, he 
two idiot brothers talk about how their lives are way better than yours. Yeah, that's true. You remember when he begged us for six months to be a part of this podcast? What? Come on, come on, bro. Come on, bro. Can I be uh, a part of this? I don't Can recall I be, it that way. Producer? Yeah, Could be a executive producer? There it is, bro, number two. You had to... Re- you had to replace your knee pads. You were you were you were asking for so. Oh long. yeah, oh, they, were <laughs> oh, they were warm. Ask anybody; these knees are indestructible. No, <laughs> yeah, right, dude. I could hit you with the oop in the hallway and see you fall <laughs> I out. Yeah. I was walking down the oh, stairs with it, and I missed dude. a step, and I thought I tore everything. In it. <laughs> your your ACL, your MCL, your DVD, <laughs> your MRI. Everything's torn, dude. The VCR, bro. <laughs> the VCR, <laughs> ACL, PCL, VCR, DVD. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! So that's that wraps up pop culture pick of top five guilty pleasure movies. Let us know what movies you would have on your list. We're always excited to see those come through. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the second rendition of the executive producer's first contribution to this show, The Blind Five. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out Nevada for uh, coming up with this with me. Um, so we're going to start today. Uh, first option for you guys, lo- The Longest Yard. Which top, one? The, top, the newest one, dude. Top five prison movies. <laughs> is that, is that's what we're starting with? That's the thread? No. I, think, I think these are going to be Adam Sandler movies. Mm. Where would you rank The Longest Yard on Adam Sandler movies? Five, I think so. Yeah, I'm going five, dude. Even in prison movies, I'd probably rank it. Five. In <laughs> Even football, in, in, in football, football movies, movies five. five. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number two is gonna be the Water Boy. Yeah, it's Adam. Is it Adam? Sandler is it Adam movie? Sandler football movie? Yeah, dude. Uh, the Adam Water Boy is The Water Boy is fire, bro. Yeah, I'd say Adam Sandler movies, The Water Boys Fire. Adam Sandler football movies, The Water, the Water Boys Fire. I'd say the, two. Two, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Let's go. All right. Uh, number three is going to be The Benchwarmers. Ooh. Oh, four. Number is Adam seven. Sandler in Benchwarmers? Yes. I don't know. He I is? Don't know. Oh. That movie sucked. I didn't even finish it. Yeah, four. Should have put it five. But yeah, I would have. I would have put it five, but... Four. Uh, so the bench warmers four. Uh, the next option. <laughs> Which for you dog guys, is breathing? That <laughs> uh, this this would be Hank. <laughs> My guy is wheezing. Yeah, he has a broken nose. We love him. Sounds we like love him. But he, we, stairs, dude. we love him. I want to name him Eric. Do it. It's Eric. Listen, upstairs. Give the people what they want, Hank. Now oh, now he stops breathing. Yeah, right? my, he's looking at it like he's about to eat it. <laughs> my guy froze. Did he did? <laughs> Hank, you gotta say something on camera. He got stage fright, dude. He did. All right, Eric. Uh, the fourth option is Hustle. Is that the Adam Sandler basketball movie? Yep. That movie's Oh, fair. number one. Number, number one? one? Yeah, but number what if one. Uncut Gems is the other movie? Oh, wait, hold on. I thought that was Uncut Gems. No. Hustle is H- Hustle a is, movie. Hustle is with my boy Hernan Gomez. Yeah. Hernan Gomez, yep. yeah. That's, uh, number three is good for Hustle. Number three is good for Hustle. God, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Okay. All right. And it. last option, and I think it played out perfectly for you guys, is Happy Gilmore. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. Number one. And as you How did Uncut Gems not make this list? Because it's not Adam Sandler movies, it's Adam Sandler sports movies. And that movie is not about sports, it's about gambling. <laughs> gambling on what? On basketball, but still. On <laughs> <No>, basketball. <laughs> Kevin Garnett's silver screen debut about nah, his time nah, with the I, I, I sat here and I debated. Nope, 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 nope. I sat here and I debated for hours on if I should include that or not. And I came to the decision that Adam Sandler does not play sports. He does not coach sports or anything involved. All he does is bet. So I don't, I, sports. I don't, it doesn't matter, bro. I, I decided to leave it out. It involves the Boston Celtics championship ring. And shenanigans I, 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 know, I know what it is. I've seen it multiple times. I love that fucking movie. And it would have been number one had I put it on here. But I had to go with the movies where he actually played. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it, it was the executive producer's decision, and we can he deal played, with it later. Does he play sports and hustle? No. No, I say, or he coaches. And he actually did play, but he fucking got a DUI and tore his hand. And... Not in the movie. He, in, in in the past life, he played. All right, all right. Well, there's only either A, you guys start cross-referencing and there's no point in doing this, or you just got to deal with how I pick them. Like, that's how I'm just I'm just saying it doesn't make sense. Uncut Gems is uh is S before I, the one. I just, did. just like you, just like you have the free will to pick these movies, I have the free will to hate them. <laughs> <laughs> My man is with bench warmers. Yeah, bench warmers. <laughs> Adam Sandler doesn't even feature in that movie. <laughs> I know. I know that's yeah, so You funny. might as well just included grown-ups because there's a basketball scene. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Let's do it over again. Nah. All right. Right. It was Replace a good list. It, fucking... it was a good list. Go ahead. It was a good list. It was a fun time. We're going to read back the five, and then we'll get into the uh, NFL week one. Yeah, so this uh, category <laughs> for the blind five was uh, Adam Sandler sports movies. Uh, number one, Happy Gilmore. Num- Happy Gilmore. Number two, Gilmore. The Waterboy. Number three, hustle. Number four, the bench warmers, and lastly, the longest yard. I don't hate the list. I think it's very, very, very yeah, good. I think it's good. Yeah, four yeah, and five, maybe you could flip. But when you guys put Waterboy at one early to start, I was like shaking. I was like, "Oh, they're gonna be mad when Happy Gilmore hits." But you, you adjusted and you recovered well. No, we almost put Hustle at one. Oh, you almost put Hustle. Yeah, I was like, "Dude, don't do it. Don't do it." I, so I thought it was Uncut Gems. That's why I was like, oh, it's for sure number one. That's yeah. Adam Sandler's best movie. Yeah. And again, to uh, anybody, dude, Hustle, to, dude, Hustle was a great, yeah, so it was it a was, great movie. I love that movie. I, I, I would, I like The Waterboy more though. Uh, Adam, uh, Adam Sandler is experiencing a, a a nice reverse bell curve of movies. Yeah, well, did you I, see his new one on Netflix? The mystery oh, one? Would, that, would, no, no, that one was so. That you're, one not, was, you're so not invited to my bar. No, 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 no. That was Adam Sandler. Hauling that movie behind him like an anchor. <laughs> every scene with Adam Sandler is fucking hilarious yeah. because it's just Adam Sandler. You know that's his daughter, right? Yeah, that's his daughter. Yeah, it's just Adam Sandler interacting with his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's that like bench. Was, it's like Adam Sandler's and bench warmers. Awful. That movie was awful. Yeah, I. I it was god awful. I sat through it because I love Adam, but grown adults watching thirteen-year-old drama movie. Yeah, exactly what it was. Incredible. Exactly. Yeah, it so it just wasn't made for us is all it was. No, uh, but it, made, it was like made the number for... – that's what I'm saying. If if it's if you're a kid, if you're like in high school or you're that age, it's probably a good movie. Or but Jewish. It was, or, or Jewish, <laughs> I guess. Oh, here goes Nick, always forgetting about the Jewish people. <laughs> well, who, who are you, Kyrie? Oh, fantastic. 
Uh, real quick. Uh, to Yo, the I thought I was going to get a pop. You guys both cringed on that uh, one. It's just, it's just, uh, too far? Know. Too far? No, no, it's okay. not too far. It's just, it's it's annoying at this how point. Very, dude, how like... very Kanye of me to forget about the <laughs> Jewish people. George Bush does not like <laughs> black people. <laughs> right. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> Eric, dude, on with the you're, show. Let's go. You're the executive uh, producer. No, no, right. this game. So just uh, real quick to the tens and tens. Shout out to Jermaine's big bro. And Nevada for bringing, uh, giving me blind five ideas. Uh, please send your send your topics in. Um, I have a good list compiled, but I want to make this fun and keep it going. So please to the tens and tens and all the countries you're in. Please send us picks or topics so we can get these done for you. All right. Did you, you grow the podcast on your international tour? I did. We should have two new countries that have downloads. No way. Cyprus and Italy. He, he, he asked me that question. Like if I checked, the, I came. That, I literally like watched people fucking hit the button. Let's see here. Go check right now. Hey, uh, Nick, do you have anything for your arch rival, better known as my big bro? Dude, who? <laughs> who? <laughs> Fucking come on, come on the podcast then. <laughs> Fucking Jerome. If you that's your fuck. real name. Yeah, you fuck. If you exist, you fucking <laughs> bum. <laughs> I don't listen. Nevada's praise is good. Your ideas suck. <laughs> <laughs> as most of you know the nfl season kicked off last thursday when the detroit lions traveled into kansas city to take on the kansas city chiefs let's go in and get into our nfl week one review nick we'll start with you uh we're gonna get from you a your biggest surprise and your biggest i mean surprise and shock is the same thing what was i thinking those are synonyms <laughs> biggest surprise and, and uh disappointment as eric wanted to put initially or takeaway as as Eric also wanted to put, uh, I'll I'll go with my my biggest surprise is is the uh, 49ers continue to roll. Now it was the Pittsburgh Steelers who I think generated one yard of offense in the first half, but Brock Purdy became the first quarterback in NFL history to win his first six games, and it doesn't look like the offseason has really stopped him at all. And he got elbow surgery. Uh, so Brock Purdy lost in the playoffs. I don't know how that stat works. Uh, regular, regular season. Starts. Regular season? Regular okay. Season. Okay. Okay. He's also and the first quarterback to record a QB rating of 95 or higher in those six starts. Not counting playoffs. Not um, counting. All right. So that's your biggest surprise and your biggest disappointment? Uh, no, my biggest disappointment. <laughs> Denver. <laughs> we, need, we need 18 points. Broncos. <laughs> You give me all this hype about Sean Payton and he's changing the culture. You just needed 18 points again. And they would have went to overtime if the kicker they traded for hit the extra point on the first touchdown. Incredible, dude. I, oh, my. I, I, oh saw, my goodness. I saw a tweet that said uh, uh, Denver hired the wrong coach. They should have brought Dion instead of – Sean Payton should have gone to Colorado and Dion should have gone to the Broncos. Damn. Damn. Talk about uh, the overreaction. Uh, update. <laughs> update. Greece, uh, zero downloads. Uh, Cyprus, zero downloads. Bastards. Uh, so unless this is time late, Eric did nothing but vacationing on his vacation. Oh, uh, okay. Which uh, I think is disgusting, frankly. Uh, okay. I guess he's not a company man. We pay him too much. To we do pay him too man. much. Yeah. yeah. All right, Eric. Surprise takeaway. Uh, surprise takeaway. Biggest surprise, I'll say... Uh, I was looking at it earlier. I'm going to go Jordan Love's performance. 
I, I knew people were kind of big on him, but I was I was actually surprised like how good that fucker played at, at football. And biggest disappointment, I'm gonna go with uh, the Seahawks. I thought they'd be better than what the fuck they were. Yeah, the Seahawks losing. Granted, the, what you're gonna say? Yeah, granted that happened, but still. Yeah, they lost their starting left and right tackle in that <laughs> in the first half, and they mustered a whopping 14 yards of offense uh, in the second half. Um, look, offensive line play, we emphasize it all the time. It is the most important thing that nobody cares about. Yeah, you got you got to love the clip though of of uh, Geno Smith when Aaron Donald gets free. That's all oh, the time. It's oh hysterical. my god! <laughs> what's what's funny is it's like. We roasted Sam Darnold for saying, I'm seeing ghosts out there. And Geno Smith just gets a chuckle for saying, oh, my God, is Aaron Donald sprinting at him? It's just like, right. Two, two, two incredibly human reactions. Do you have a point on that, Hank? Two incredibly <laughs> human reactions that, like, somehow Darnold gets buried. And Geno Smith, who has been a pretty shitty quarterback other than last year. Um, yeah, if Aaron, if Aaron Donald was running at me, I wouldn't go. I think it's poised to say, oh, my God, when I would say, holy fucking shit. <laughs> I would just fall to the ground. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, for me, I'm going to take uh, biggest surprise is Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell both eclipsing 100 yards. One of, se- one of seven receivers, I think, uh, in NFL week one that – Eclipsed the hundred yard mark, both for the Los Angeles Rams, both widely unsolicited in all of your fantasy football leagues. And then my biggest takeaway is Joe Burrow continues to sneak in Week One. Uh, look, he's going to bounce back. Joe Burrow is not going to put that performance down again. But what in the Week One juju does Joe Burrow have going on? He likes to play from behind. I think that's what it is. He doesn't want to get a good good start, so he wants to start with the L, so that way he's like, okay, now my back's against the wall. Um, I'm curious to see how he fares in week two. Um, I know that last year he missed all training camp, came in, dudded week one, and then proceeded to be electric for the rest of the year. And uh, I anticipate more of the same this year. It'll be interesting to watch, though. Yeah, I think – you know how, like, some pitchers can't pitch until they've, like, given up a walk or a hit? Like, oh, you mean just, you mean yourself? Dude, I can't. Listen, I used to say I was a closer because I would walk, like in my men's league, I'd walk the bases loaded and then strike out the next three guys. Because <laughs> I just need you need that. You can't when, when nobody's on base, it's almost like it's like pitching to nobody. It's like what why am I here? I'm too hungover to be pitching to nobody. Ooh, I just want to feel alive. <laughs> like it's the first inning. I'm like, load the bases. All right, anything else you guys wanted to touch on for week one? Uh, yes, De- Desmond Ritter's new nickname is Jermaine Cologne Mendez because he apparently can't throw the ball in front of the line of scrimmage. Yeah, his but average, he can, he can average more than five, though, baby. His average depth of target was 1.7 yards. Bro, I could Desmond Ritter my way into the NFL is all I'm saying. Look, if That's I just have to – if I have to, if I have to throw eleven passes, five to Tyler Algier and six to Bijan Robinson, yeah, I could do that. That's all I've been saying. Everyone thinks I'm talking deep ball, Tom Brady, Randy Moss, twenty-one touchdowns in a season. Like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm just saying I can complete five passes, which is why Big Ben's performance was such a shocker. 
Also, even more of a comparison, <laughs> Desmond Ritter is 6'3". What? He's 6'3"? Yeah. What's there you the, go. What's the one receiver? I'm assuming it's going to be either Julio, Megatron, or Randy. But what's the one receiver you think if the NFL gave you a shot and you had this guy in your squad, you'd have the confidence. You'd be like, I'm going to hit a fucking 15-yard slant touchdown to this motherfucker. Calvin Johnson is the <laughs> reason that the Lions even were in games. Because John Kitna would just throw the ball downfield, and Calvin Johnson would go through five guys to make the catch. Yeah, I have to, I have to pick one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's one of, it's one of the most slept on wide receivers in NFL history. I'm going to take Antonio Brown. Oof, yo, we'll talk about it on a future podcast. But that dude arguably is like a top five wide receiver of all time. Like in his prime, that dude was unfucking real. Not, it's not arguably is. <laughs> Is it's like that? That's what I'm saying. So everyone talks about you, know, Jerry, Randy, right? To Julio Jones, Chris Carter, Antonio Brown. Chris, get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> All right, let's Steve with, Largent. Everybody it, talks about these guys. Nick clearly doesn't want to talk about Week One anymore. Let's go ahead and get into Week Two. Take it away, Nick, with your nuggies. Uh, Nick's nuggies. All right. So uh, last week, I know I gave you the stat. I said that rookie head coaches were nine, eleven, and one straight up. Uh, and 11 and 10 against the spread in their debut after week one, uh, where they went one and two, or sorry, where they went, uh, no, none of them won. Hold on. None of them won. Arizona covered. Indianapolis lost by 10. Right. So then, sorry, they are. And, you, and Houston lost by uh, 15. Yeah. No, You're 16. Right. 60. So they are. They didn't cover either. So, so they are 9, 12, and 1 straight up. And they are 12 and 11 against the spread. Um, we also uh, had two games last week where we faded West Coast teams traveling to the East Coast early. Arizona traveled to Washington to play the Commanders. And San Francisco traveled to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Uh, Arizona covered but did not win. And the Steelers, um, the 49ers, uh, the 49ers both, out. both covered and won. Uh, so that means we're 0 for 2 on the year picking those East Coast teams, 1 and 1 straight up, though. Uh, what else? Anything else from last week? Nothing else from last week. So we'll start in with our Knicks Nuggets and we'll stay on the fading the West Coast teams traveling to East Coast. Uh, Las Vegas and the Raiders, they traveled to Buffalo to play the Bills. Buffalo are eight and a half point favorites. I'm going to take the Bills minus eight and a half. I already put it in our head to head bets. I think uh, we talked about that earlier. It is a half point, or sorry, it is a point away from triggering our other Nick Nugget, but it didn't. Uh, and then our second game, Seattle travels to Detroit earlier to, or early to play the Lions. Lions are a minus and a minus five point favorite. I'm, geez, I've only had one beer. I can't even talk. Uh, Lions are five point favorites. I'm also going to take the Lions. Uh, one of my favorite metrics from last year. So if you guys follow the podcast, you remember that when teams score less than 10 points the previous week, we like to take the team spread. And how that worked out last year is favorites against the spread were even money, 13, 13, and one. Uh, dogs greater than a 10-point spread were actually two and two, also even money, where we made a lot of our money last year. <laughs> teams scoring less than 10 points the previous week and then being dogs of less than 10 points against the spread were 21 and 8 last year. Let's do some quick math. 21 
divided by 29 is 72% that bet was hitting on last year. So I'll give you every single bet, but keep in mind, we want dogs that are less than 10 points. All right, you boys ready? Mm-hmm. The team scoring less than 10 points last week, the Carolina Panthers, they play New or- the New Orleans Saints in Carolina this week. They are three-point dogs. Uh, they are actually the only team that – oh, wait, no, Pittsburgh's a dog as well. Oops. They are, they are a dog, and Pittsburgh plus two-and-a-half plays the Browns in Pittsburgh. They are also a dog. Uh, some of my Browns fans' buddies were saying that this is the first time uh, – <laughs> This is a. It's been so long since the Browns have been favorites in Pittsburgh that every active Browns roster player was not born at the time. Was not born. That's just born. Ridiculous. Born. Born. Created on this earth. Yeah, they were just. They were just a thought in their father's ball sack. Just a twinkle in their eye. Three favorites this week for teams that scored less than ten points. Uh, Jermaine talked about Joe Burrow's struggles. Struggles. They play the Ravens. Uh, in Cincinnati, there are three and a half point favorites against <laughs> Baltimore. Uh, Houston last week, rookie head coach DeMarco Ryan or DeMar- DeMarco Ryan's. DeMarco Ryan's? DeMarco Ryan's. D'Amico. 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 Jesus Christ. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, they play the Colts in Houston. They are minus one and a half point favorites. And the Giants also uh, scoring, uh, putting a big goose egg against Dallas. Last week, they are four-point favorites at Arizona. So uh, there's four games to keep your eyes on from teams scoring less than 10 points. And one of our favorite nuggets last year was if a spread is equal, greater or equal to nine and a half, we take the under, we take the dog on the spread, so greater than plus nine and a half. But you want, if you're including a parlay, always take the favorite to win outright the spread the unders when the spread was greater than equal to nine and a half last year 19 and 14 when favorites are greater than equal to a nine and a half they were 13 and 20 against the spread that means that dogs hit at a 61 percent rate this week uh, a bit of an overreaction we think but the dallas new york jets game new york the new york jets are plus nine and a half point dogs uh, if you watched any of that Buffalo game, you'll you'll uh, and you watched the Giants game, you'll kind of see why they put the line where they put it. Um, and I, I would I this meets the metric, so I'm going to count it this year. But I would highly, highly caution you taking an under 38 and a half points. No comment on that, boys. No, I agree. I I think the over is going to hit in that one. So, um, just to clarify, last few nuggets you had was Houston. Houston minus one and a half, yep. Houston minus one and a half. Then you had Jets plus nine and a half. Jets plus nine and a half. And I would not advise people to bet it, but when the spread is greater than nine and a half, we do take the under. So, under 38 and a half. Okay. 
But yeah, I would I would caution as well. I don't think that's going to happen. So one thing I will say from the Dallas Sunday night football game that is worth mentioning, right? So the very first drive of the game, Daniel Jones was indeed running for his life, but that's usually what he does. He scrambles, he gets out of the pocket and tries to hit people on the run and make plays, considering he doesn't have wide receivers that can create separation on their own. Him and Saquon Barkley marched down the field, no problem on that Dallas defense, right? They set up to kick a field goal, but because training camp isn't taken seriously anymore, preseason isn't taken seriously anymore, Dallas was able to get through the line, block the kick, and return it for a touchdown. Right? Very next drive, Daniel Jones makes a couple plays. I believe it was a tip pass, interception, pick six. They're up 14. Dallas unleashes the pass rush, and it's all downhill from there. So I will caution people on looking at a Dallas minus nine and a half and an Aaron Rodgers entry and saying, oh, that's easy money. I, I don't want to say it's not going to happen. I don't, And that's kind of why we're sitting here telling you Jets plus nine and a half is, is an interesting bet. <coughs> we didn't see that offense very much from Dallas last week. And this Jets defense is the real deal. <coughs> so that that's just – you know, word of advice. Let's go ahead and get into the actual slate here, Eric. Oh, well, hold on. <laughs> hold on. We still have a couple of Knicks nuggets to talk oh, about. Whoops, so, you, pa- you paused. Well, yeah, so you guys could I, – I didn't think you guys had something to say about that. So, two more nuggets. What? Well, three more, really. Uh, rest advantage and disadvantage we like to talk about. Uh, Thursday night football, this is a rest advantage for these teams uh, the Lions with a rest advantage play Seattle. Uh, and Kansas City, the Chiefs with a rest advantage play Jacksonville. Detroit with a rest advantage is 5-5-1 five, five, and one straight up. But 9-2 and two against the spread, which means Detroit typically dogs. They typically cover the spread, and it's about 50-50 if they win. Seattle is 7-9 and nine both straight up and against the spread. Uh, not really anything to bet there as the Lions are favorites. Kansas City. Uh, with a rest advantage, obviously much is given, much ado is made about Andy Reid and his preparation. If you give him more days to prep, he will beat you. To that tune, the Saints, or sorry, the Chiefs are 16 and four straight up, but only nine and 11 against the spread, which makes them just a good team, not a great team. Because remember, good teams win, great teams cover. Uh, that's a joke, by the way. They are a great team. Uh, Jacksonville, funny enough, a team that is. Uh, not favored a lot. They are two and ten straight up with a rest disadvantage, four and eight against the spread. Uh, I think I would feel pretty safe in putting a, a KC uh, money line into my parlay uh, for the Monday Night Football. So the teams that played Monday Night Football are a rest disadvantage for the week. That would be the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets. The Buffalo Bills play the Raiders. We mentioned earlier that's Las Vegas traveling to Buffalo. Buffalo with the rest disadvantage since 2019. All these stats are from 2019. They are seven and four straight up, six and five against the spread. The Raiders are almost the exact opposite of that. With a rest advantage, the Raiders are four and six straight up, three and seven against the spread. Really uh, does the uh, really reinforces uh, that uh, that Buffalo pick fading the Raiders moving to the West Coast. The last team that I mentioned and what we just talked about, the New York Jets with a rest disadvantage since 2019, right? Five and eight straight up, eight and five against the spread. However, Dallas with a rest advantage obviously plays really well. They're nine and four straight up, 
and and against the spread, straight up and against the spread. Uh, from those rest disadvantage advantage bets, um, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw together a Dallas. Eric, can you tell me what a Dallas Kansas City Buffalo uh, money line pays me? Kansas City Buffalo Dallas. and Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> that pays plus one thirty five. Okay, I'll take that parlay plus one thirty-five. Uh, I also want uh, Buffalo minus five and a half. Buffalo minus five and a half. I'll take Carolina plus wait, wait, three. Wait. Buffalo minus five and a half. Oh, okay. sorry, minus minus eight and a half. Oh, okay, eight and a half. I'll take Carolina plus three. Go Panthers. Fuck the Saints. I'll take uh, Pittsburgh plus two and a half. Pittsburgh plus and, two and a half. And the Jets plus nine and a half. And the Jets. Plus nine and a half. That's going to mm-hmm. put you at plus twelve fifty eight. Oh no, I don't want those all in a parlay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So then, give, so give, then me, give me Dallas, KC, Buffalo in a favorites parlay. Yeah, that's these, the one. These, that are, was... these are the summary of my Nuggets. I'm going to read you back the Nuggets we have written down. We have Buffalo minus eight and a half. We have Detroit mm-hmm. minus five. We have mm-hmm. Carolina plus three. We have Pittsburgh mm-hmm. plus two and a half. We have Houston minus one and a half. We have New York Jets plus nine and a half. We have the Jets. Cowboys under mm-hmm. with caution, and we have the favorites parlay: Buffalo, Dallas, KC plus one thirty-five. Right. Also add in there Cincinnati minus three and a half. They scored less than ten points, and the Giants minus four. They also scored less than ten points, and we'll have to see how this develops. So that is that is finished with my notes. <coughs> right. We will have to see how this develops throughout the year, but it was one of my favorite like fun bets to track last year. Uh, teams after playing the Carolina Panthers last year, the week oh. after playing the Carolina Panthers, were three and eleven straight up. So just as a look, uh, Atlanta plays Green Bay this week. Atlanta played the Panthers last week, and even more to that tune, teams after playing the San Francisco 49ers were zero and fourteen straight up since we started tracking it. Those o- were. Uh- those were crazy bets last year. Those were crazy. Just how they kept hitting. 0-14 teams were. Uh, that means that uh, my Pittsburgh two-and-a-half bet, I did not convert it to a Pittsburgh money line. Uh, Pittsburgh did play the 49ers last week. So just to clarify, you want Green Bay, right? Green Bay's spread, and you want um, – give, give me – yeah, what's, what's Green Bay's money line? Are they the dog? I don't think they're the Hold dog. on. The Green Bay money line is plus 100, even money. And then, uh, so who does um, Green, Green Bay's a dog? Yeah. Green Bay's the dog. Yeah, I'll take If Green Bay's even, I'll take it. Yeah, Green um, Bay's even money line. And then, sorry, who did San Francisco play? Oh, Pitt. You're in Pittsburgh. Yeah. You're and, then, and then, uh, I, by the way, I'm taking, and, and I will take. Again, I'm not betting these as part of Nick's Nuggets. I'm just saying it's something else to watch for to see if this this trend continues. Okay. What do you What do you guys get got for your your favorite bets? Your best takeaways from week two. Uh, favorite bets, best takeaway. I like. I think Jacksonville spread is a great bet. Yeah. Um, I so after watching, you know, some of those. <laughs> receiving woes from Kansas City. I'm a little concerned 
Uh, they are returning Chris Jones, and I believe Travis Kelsey should be playing. So this should be an awesome game. So the over 51 uh, is exciting to me as well. So I'm going to take uh, for my bets, I'll take uh, Kansas City, Jacksonville over. Uh, to your point, Jermaine, this game opened up uh, Kansas City minus two and a half. It has since crossed the number at three. So for those of you who are just joining us, we didn't really talk about this last week. We've ne- I know we've done a lot of baseball betting up to the NFL. We always talk about crossing key numbers, right? Zero, three, seven, ten. Those are the key numbers in NFL. You want to look for it when it crosses that number, right? That's a big bet. It is... It is incredibly different. Kansas City minus two and a half is a completely different bet than Kansas City minus three and a half. So that's when I say cross the number, I'm talking about that. The number is also zero, by the way. So if a team flips across the number like uh, a team did it, I think. Like Green Bay did. Green Bay opened as favorites. They are now dogs. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm fading Buffalo this year, so I want nothing to do with that game. I think the over-under is, is perfectly set. I also don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo to cover that spread, so I abstain. Um, Buffalo, by the way, when it opened, would have hit that plus 9.5 for Vegas. They opened 9.5 has since dropped to 8.5. It's been bought down. Yeah, I mean, I look when you're when you Devonte Adams is, is an afterthought in your offense. I have concerns for you moving forward. Uh, Baltimore as dogs is interesting to me. Division matchup. Um, Cincinnati has a lot to prove in this game. It's going to be very very interesting. So I'm staying away. Um, Tennessee Titans home dogs. Uh, by yeah. The, by, by the way, that Baltimore Cincinnati game. If you think a team is going to win. Bet over a touchdown to win. So every single one of the last five games in Cincinnati has finished outside of seven points. So if you All think right. Baltimore's – I'm not going to tell you who's going to win. If you think Baltimore's going to win, ball, bet Baltimore minus seven. If you think Cincinnati's going to win, increase your bet to Cincinnati minus seven. Fair enough. Tennessee home dogs to the Chargers. I just don't – I can't – after seeing the Chargers do what the Chargers do and Tennessee's playing at home, it's a it's a West Coast team, you know, still traveling a, a fair distance, even though it's not technically East Coast. I like Tennessee plus three. I if DeAndre Hopkins does not play, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out on this. Uh Austin Eckler, you know, I have concerns. And we'll see if Derrick Henry can get off. He kind of got bottled up against the Saints. Uh, Green Bay money line and spread both of them. I'll take both of those. What is the money line? Uh, mine, even oh, money. it's even. That's right. Yeah. And then uh, the spread is plus one and a half. Yep. It's it's always interesting to see like the Chargers, <laughs> Char- Chargers and Titans games. The the Titans can bleed the clock, but can the Titans score quickly if the Chargers go down and score quickly? That's always the that th- that game could either be severely under or severely over depending on on who wins a football game. And Chicago, how many points do they score against? They Because they got garbage time 20. points. Against it, so they ended up with 20. Yeah. Ah, dude, that Tampa Bay team looks game. <laughs> they, they look like they're going to be a tough out all season. Jermaine, welcome to the Florida Heat. 
Welcome back to our favorite game show. Is Baker Mayfield for real? Tune in next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to fade the Bears. I was all over Justin Fields to take the leap. He looked anemic at passing the football. I'll take Tampa Bay spread minus two and a half, especially if I can get the field goal. With that Florida heat, which is something that we have not talked about, uh, in the month of September, that Florida heat does impact teams coming into play uh, during that time. So uh, sitting there with a 1 p.m. start in the peak of that Florida heat, I'm going to take Tampa Bay minus two and a half. Probably be eating. You get it now. It opened at three. And and right now, to that point, Buccaneers are minus 135 on the money line. You can still get them. That's that's a price I would still take. But it, it seems like the price is dropping towards Chicago. Yeah. Um, man, that Colts-Texans. Is Anthony Richardson healthy? Do we know if he, he's expected to play? He's expected to play. He's questionable, but expected to play. Expected to play. Yeah. So, so we have the Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud showdown. Which rookie quarterback is not the most shit? <laughs> I really don't know. Nick, what is the last five matchups between Colts and Texans? Do you have that up or no? I can look it up real quick. Pontificate. Okay. Um, we'll move to the next game and we'll come back to that one. 49ers, Rams. That line just jumped from six and a half to seven and a half. Oh, man. Um, I would have loved it at six and a half. Line uh, I don't like Colts. that line jump. It's it's uh, Colts in Houston, right? Colts in Houston. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Colts in Houston. Uh, Colts in Houston over the last five years. I, yes. Continue whitelisting. Stop asking me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Show me how to whitelist. Looks like you got ad blocker. Fuck you. Uh, Colts versus Texas. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Well, I can this up hold on anyways new york guest plus nine and a half as nick said uh i love that big number i'm still not convinced on how how what how good dallas is i want to see if the pressure is on their offense to score points and manufacture against a great defense what they're actually going to have to do um i actually i actually love arizona plus four right at home you're getting more then you're getting more, obviously, than a, a field goal. So I'll, I'll take Arizona plus four. They looked pretty game against a Washington Commanders team that looked more up to playing football than the New York Giants. I know this goes against uh, Nick's Nugget, which has, you know, teams scoring less than 10. I mean, they didn't score. <laughs> so um, I think Arizona – I think Arizona – for the first four weeks might be a sneaky team to bet the spread on because Vegas does not know what the hell to do with that team. Um, Look, Denver, until Denver proves me wrong, I'm going to take the team spread if they're a dog. So Washington plus three and a half. What is that? Minus 115. Minus 115. Um. I'm sorry, what was the Jets spread? Is that minus 115 also? Uh, Jets spread is minus 110. All right, minus 110. Trying to make sure I include the odds in my bets. Um, Patriots got robbed last week against the surprise inept Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they're home dogs against the Miami Dolphins. Miami looked fucking amazing, though. Miami did look amazing, but – 
on offense. Their defense looks shaky. I, my and that's my my point exactly. If the Patriots can establish a run game, which they want to do, right? Establish the run. And also is their defense is the, the Patriots defense looked fantastic last week, right? It took a defensive score from the Eagles to actually get that game over the hump and the win. That's that was the difference between it. Uh, I think I'm going to stay away from that. If if this was New England in Miami, I'd be all over Miami. Uh, and then obviously I'm going to take the Saints. New Orleans minus three. Again, they're about to establish the class of the NFC South. I will be fading rookie quarterbacks. That's just what I'm going to do. And then um, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, I'm staying away from that one. The over-under is set for 39. That is going to be just an exciting football game. <laughs> It'll be a typical AFC So to your point, Jermaine, uh, the last five years the Colts <laughs> played the Texans in Houston. Uh, it has been – this is from a Colts perspective, by the way. It has been tie, win-win, loss, win, uh, going back to 2019. Funny enough, the, these ads are fucking killing me, man. Uh, funny enough, the Houston Texans either score less than seven points. They've done that twice. Or they score exactly 20 points. Interesting. Um, let me get Indianapolis money line. What's the money line, Eric? Indianapolis money line is uh, – it's even money. Even. All right. Bad. Okay. So that's, that's going to be my slate for the week. I'll take the – Chiefs, Jaguars, over 51. Um, can you give me that the odds on that one, Eric? Uh, Tennessee, plus three, minus 115. Green Bay, money line. Indianapolis, money line. Green Bay, spread. Tampa Bay, minus two and a half. Jets, plus nine and a half. Arizona, plus four. Washington, plus three and a half. New Orleans, minus three. And Indianapolis, money line. Uh, that over is minus 110. All right, thanks. All right. And you, Nick, what, what, anything else besides those nuggets? Nothing else besides my nuggets. My nuggets. All right. Eric, give us your three best bets of the week, not on the head-to-head. Not on the head-to-head. All right, so I do like uh, Green Bay at Moneyline at even money. Um, I'm going to take the New York Jets, uh, Moneyline plus 340, and I'm going to take the Dolphins minus three at minus 110. Way to be petty. (laughs) The Jets Moneyline. Miami minus three, minus 110, correct, sir? Yep. I expect nothing less. Captain Petty over. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's a fun bet. Plus three forty, great odds. And like I said, that Sunday night football game, as dominant as it was, I'm not convinced yet. I think they're a great team. They're obviously one of the Super Bowl contenders of the NFC. They're top three, four teams in the NFC. But uh, that's what I, what's going on in this uh, Minnesota Philadelphia game. It's just not. We're just not clicking right now. Just let's just move on from it. I'm fucking pissed. (laughs) The game started Uh, how long ago, Eric? uh, We're we have like four minutes left in the first quarter. Okay. For for those of you who don't know, Eric is a Philadelphia Eagles fan, um, and he is upset because they're up uh, three zero right now. And how much time has gone by, Eric? <laughs> well, no, there's six minutes left. It's not. I'm not upset that we're up three zero. I'm upset at the play calling right now. Like it doesn't make any sense. Okay, I believe that. So you guys missing missing the OC and DC. Oh! That's not- Sorry, and we got. It. I mean, I, Eric. I love how Eric apologizes and then continues to yell into the mic. Yeah, Sorry. he's well, like, "Oh no!" <laughs> Sorry, we got it. All right, you guys got anything else for the listeners? Nothing else.
thank you for nope all right. I thought I heard something. Right. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I heard something. So uh, thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Moran. And as always, we have with us the EPE. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. Let's get into the 2023 NFL futures. So on this segment, we're going to go through and pick our main award winners as well as our champion for the year. Uh, We'll give you some of the odds that we have for it. Today's categories are going to be AFC and NFC champion, Super Bowl champion, MVP, offensive and defensive rookie of the years, as well as player of the years, uh, comeback player of the year, coach of the year, coordinator of the year, and executive of the year. The last two we couldn't find any odds on because – of the uneducated American public not knowing who coordinators are for football teams. (laughs) All right, so let's go ahead and get into this first. Um, And we'll start with Eric, and then we'll go – we'll start with Eric always since he's going to write down everybody's. And then then we'll just do that order. So Eric, Nevada, Nick, myself, and then I'll move us to the next topic. Just getting the, this document organized so I can make sure I record everybody's stuff. <coughs> I, 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 I am going to uh, share it to you. I have, it, I have it written down. So if you don't catch it, don't don't get too stressed. All right. All right so you're opening it up, AFC champion, Eric. Give us your AFC, AFC champion, NFC champion, and then who wins the Super Bowl. Uh, AFC champion, I'm going Los Angeles Chargers at plus 1,200. NFC champion, I'm going Philadelphia Eagles at plus 250. Oh, and my Super Bowl champion is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles at plus 650. So. Such a, such a okay, before pick. before you guys get into that, I'm just going to go ahead and say ditto. Such a homer pick. Okay, Nevada, your picks? Uh, yeah, so AFC, I'm going uh, Buffalo. And NFC, I'm going to go San Francisco. And I'm taking San Francisco for the bowl. Thank you. And then in other news, I say ditto. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Uh, you went yeah. up. Yes. Yeah. So Nick oh, and I were geez. doing our we were doing ours together in the pre-show, and Nick asked me for the odds for Buffalo and San Francisco. And I actually picked the Chargers and Philly. Uh, That's pretty I didn't funny. even hear Nick pick that. Now I got to change him. <laughs> no. Uh, no, 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 no. Those are locked in, buddy. <laughs> hey, th- this one can be the same. And unfortunately, yours is wrong because you sided with Nick. Yeah. At least Eric yeah. has some wiggle room with me. You locked <laughs> it in. Damn. <laughs> you dumb son of a bitch. So he- here's that up as an L. We got to make a little wager. <laughs> Nick in Nevada versus myself and Eric, since we <laughs> two we have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> we'll set the odds uh, offline, but we should definitely put a wager on this since it's two v two with two identical Super Bowls. Did you guys have the same winner as well? Yeah. Yep. San Francisco. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We believe in Brock. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to Brock out with our Brock out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. All right, give us your MVP. Oh, here. Um, Homer pick. I'm going Jalen Hurts at plus 1,100. <clears throat> Fucking Homer pick. I mean, at plus 1,100, though. Like, is, that, is that not just a smart bet? It's a great bet. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Nevada, what's your MVP? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Cap himself with Joe Burrows. Joe Burrow, huh? Okay, I like that. And you, I, Nick? I listen. Go Iowa Hawkeyes. Actually, I think he played for Iowa State. Uh, he's gonna. We're gonna Brock out with our Brock's out. Uh, <laughs> it's Brock Purdy plus five thousand for MVP. Yeah, uh, if you've been listening to our future series, I I uh, extrapolated very greatly on what I expect from this guy this year. I'm going none other than Justin Fields, quarterback out of Chicago, at plus two thousand. God, that's crazy. I think that's plus 2,000 for Justin Fields. I'll take it, bro. Uh, he won't be the only one I sprinkle any MVP money on. Obviously, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is still plus money for MVP. I can tell you the odds for Patrick Mahomes right now. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is plus 600, right? That's an auto bet every time. If I'm getting Mahomes at plus money, I'm auto betting every time. Maybe we'll run into some, you know, NBA style fatigue and they don't give it to him, but he's going to be in the, in the contest every time. I'm going to tickle Jermaine's balls here with somebody that I'm going to sprinkle money on. Derek Carr on the saints, maybe. (laughs) I've been, I've been warming up. I've been warming up to the saints. Everyone knows how much I've been bashing them all off season. Uh, For those of you who've been keeping track. Yes. The NFC South will be next week's podcast or sorry. We just talked about the NFC South. <laughs> We're recording this part early, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. So, yeah, a little inside baseball for you there. All right, so everyone's got their MVP picks in here. We had a Jalen Hurts, a Joe Burrow, a Brock Purdy, and a Justin Fields. No all surprise Jays. that – what? Almost all Jays have nicked it to fuck it up with Purdy. Brock out with our Brock's out. Yeah, we just call him Jock Purdy then, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so uh offensive player of the year Eric. uh i had to go cmc plus 1500 <clears throat> you got cmc at plus 1500 that's what it is on DraftKings. i don't i don't know what website you guys use but on DraftKings, it's plus 1500 for cmc unfortunately we all use DraftKings. shout out we five use, dimes we use five dimes in the sky <laughs> <laughs> r.i.p five dimes got blapped uh no 1500 on cmc is great bro especially <laughs> Him and that San Francisco 49ers offense. Yeah. Uh, fantastic pick. Uh, Nevada, who do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Jamar Chase. Burrow's got to be MVP somehow, so it's got to be Chase. Okay. Okay. I see what you did there. Yep. J- Jamar Chase is the odds on favorite at plus 1100. Um, just remember to give the odds if you have them written down. If not, I have it, I have it up here. And Nick, who do you have for offensive player of the year? Yeah, I don't know. I just kind of took a stab out on this one. I think last year he had a great uh, he had a great year. He continues that great year, uh, or he continues to to build up in a better team. I'm taking Trevor Lawrence plus forty five hundred offensive player of the year. Oof, plus forty five hundred. If that hits, that's <laughs> that's massive. And uh, I'll close out the offensive player of the years with mine. Uh, also revealed this on the futures podcast for the AFC North. I'm taking Nick Chubb running back out of Cleveland at plus 1700. Uh, Kareem Hunt's gone. Yeah, we had over 300 touches last year. Beware of the touch curse. Kareem Hunt's gone period. Deshaun Watson hadn't played football in two years period. 
Uh, Nick Chubb is a different beast and same animal, and it's about time he gets some goddamn respect. Nobody talk Kanye West. Nobody talks about Nick Chubb the way they talk about other running backs. It's time that Nick Chubb puts them all on notice. Uh, and plus seventeen hundred is just a great line. Let's go ahead and get into offensive rookie of the year. Uh, offensive rookie of the year, Bijan, Dijon. Let's go. At yeah, plus two seventy five. He's the odds on favorite, and I don't see anybody else taking it from him. <clears throat> and you, Nevada? Yeah, yeah I, I like that one. Um, I'm going to go with a little bit more juice, though. I'm going to go with Jordan Addison at plus seventeen hundred. Um, Justin Jefferson's going to pull all the double teams, and then you got Hawk, who's going to be an issue as well. So that leaves Jordan Addison wide open, and he's a fantastic route runner. <laughs> it. So I, I had a theme on my list here. I, I, have, I, I changed it because I, I looked up who the coordinators were. But I had a theme of guys who coming into the year, everybody was saying, oh, he can't do it. Like, th- this is so dumb, right? And then I changed my tune a little bit. Baltimore is going to be very good this year, right? Lamar Jackson, I'll foreshadow it. Lamar Jackson is my comeback player of the year. I think Zay Flowers is getting bagged right now. He's my offensive player of the year. He's plus 1,800 right now. And, and and all of Nevada's points <laughs> apply to Zay Flowers, right? He's on a team where he's not expected to do anything. People say, "Oh, he's small, he's undersized." Okay, good. Put him in the slot. You know, do do whatever you need to do with him. But he's going to be my rookie of the year plus eighteen hundred offensive rookie. Uh, that's a great pick. I am going a little different route. I I looked at this list and I I think it's a pretty fair list as far as how the odds break out. But at plus 2,200, Quentin Johnson, Johnston, is my hands-on pick for Offensive Rookie of the Year. I love the fact that I can get him over 2,000. I love that he's attached to Justin Herbert. I love that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams miss football games. And I love that Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator, who just put together back-to-back offensive output seasons with Dak Prescott of one and then four now has Justin Herbert in Los Angeles with Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Quentin Johnston, and Mike Williams all out there to help him produce. Yak, deep bombs galore. They have a very capable tight end, tight end room. Quentin Johnston is probably going to have the best rookie season as far as a wide receiver goes for the rookies. Zay Flowers has immediate opportunity, but Quentin Johnson is playing with Justin Herbert, whereas Lamar Jackson will win football games other ways. Get into Defensive Player of the Year. What do you got, Eric? Uh, I'm going Micah Parsons, plus 500. Chalk City Jones, he's the odds-on favorite. And you, Nevada? Uh, Let's see, Defensive... Yeah, I was going to go Micah as well, but I'm going to stray away because that's boring. Uh, I'm going to go with Sauce Gardner, plus 1,500. Ooh, that's a a great pick. I would love to see – I would love to see him get that. We here, as the hosts of Room 303, do not waver, do not bend. We hold the line year after year, even though people tell us we're wrong, we're dumb, He's injured. He's old. It's Miles Garrett 
plus 800 defensive player of the year. I will hold until he wins. Only in death does duty end. Yeah. Uh, you could call me up the 132nd Pokemon. Ditto. <laughs> you know that off the top of your head. Uh, bro, of course I did. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> that's impressive. Miles Garrett plus eight hundred. If you've listened to us from the beginning, this is the year. This is the year. This has got to be. Do not change the bet now. You've been with us from the beginning. Miles Garrett at eight hundred. He's got the second best odds for defensive player of the year. He's got an actual good offense now. I think Deshaun Watson bounces back, and Miles Garrett is going to ball out. By the way, I'm so committed to this bit and this bet that I just got a text uh, from my beautiful, beautiful girlfriend uh, who's listening downstairs, and the text reads, Miles Garrett, she's a Steelers fan, Miles Garrett, question mark, question mark, seriously, I don't know that I can date you anymore. That's how much I believe in Miles Garrett. You hear that? Good, Garrett, defensive player of the year. I'd I'm rather to single. I'd rather bet Miles Garrett than be in a relationship. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Only in death does duty end. <laughs> Miles, Miles Garrett never lets you down. Miles Garrett has criminally let us down. Yeah, he, year after year. He was he was the front runner for defensive player of the year, and then he fucking went. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer on the field and got suspended the rest Played of the fucking season. Miles Garrett worried. Oh. Mason Rudolph whack-a-mole. We were so close. We had it. Miles Garrett was going to win up. that year, bro. And I had been telling Nick about Miles Garrett, defensive player of the year. And no, he hit him in the head and we've been fucked ever since. So now... <laughs> I can't not bet Miles Garrett, bro. I went. I, I literally remember watching that play, going, "He just, he just hit him in the head with a helmet." Oh, I just lost my defensive player. <laughs> <of the year. laughs> we were already counting it a dub. Yeah, like that's so dumb. tragic. Let's get into defensive rookie of the year. Jalen Carter plus seven hundred. Yeah, I don't know if he plays enough. That's why I. Uh, that's the obvious pick. I just don't know if he gets enough snaps to win defensive rookie of the year. Hey, hey, are you a Georgia Bulldog defensive lineman? Well, come on down to Philadelphia. <laughs> we, got, we got a 12-snap-per-game program that's just great for you. I would agree with you, but we did lose two major D-tackles de- um, in the offseason. So the two, Jordan Davis and the Rook, will get a lot of playing time. And the coaches have been saying they're going to get regular minutes. So we'll see. Yeah, but what is regular minutes? Because Philadelphia always platoons. Look, dude, so, we, we run a running back by committee, we run a D-line by committee, and we run an O-line by committee, and it seems to work. Uh, yeah, nobody's saying that, but you don't <laughs> bet on committees. There's a nah. reason why we're not betting on a Philadelphia running back for offensive player of the year. I mean, that's obvious. But, no, I think I think the rook can get it done, bro. It's my pick. Let me just have it. Let's move on I'm, to your pick. I'm asking you to defend your pick. You better be able to fucking do that. Like that's the whole point of this. We don't just name names and end nope. the recording. Number one draft pick taken at number eleven by the Philadelphia Eagles. He's a monster. He's already been eating grown men for lunch and training camp. 
and he's going to get rotation because Hargrave is gone and uh, Sue is gone and uh, Robert, uh, why can't I remember his name? Quinn is gone. So there's just, there's space. There's space for him to play. And if he stays healthy, he's going to be a regular rotation. You name defensive ends, but he's a deep. Anyways, I don't think it's a bad pick. I just I am concerned with his playing time. I would like to change my offensive player of the year to DeAndre Kenneth Rashad Scott, please. <laughs> it's just all the running backs yeah, from Philly combined. Can I just combine their stats into one player? Uh, all right, Nevada, who do you got for defensive rookie of the year? Well, I was going to go with Tyree Wilson until I noticed that Nick <laughs> – also has Tyree up on there. So. Come on, I'm gonna, ride with me. We I'm, ride. I'm gonna fade that hard. Uh, I'm gonna go Will McDonald at plus 2200, the edge rusher for the You'll GX. see. You'll all see. <laughs> Will McDonald, huh? Tyree Wilson is with the Raiders, correct? He is, and the Raiders absolutely churn out defense rusher or uh, edge rushers. So yeah, he's, he's paired with. Yep, you're just going to say it paired with Max Crosby. Two X's because he's so damn good. <laughs> well, he's not triple X. You know what I mean? Right. He's, well, he's, no, Vin, he's, he's no Vin Diesel or Exhibit. <laughs> Deep uh, pool. Deep I, think, pool. I think Nevada said it, but my defensive rookie of the year, Tyree Wilson, uh, with the Raiders, he's plus 1,000 right now. I, I think he has no expectation except rush the passer. Yep. Yeah. Are the Raiders going to be in obvious passing situations, though, or are they going to be down a lot and teams just running on them? Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to say? I uh, First of all, I don't think any of these picks are bad, obviously. Uh, all of them are plus money as well. So uh, take your guy, bet on him, and then have fun rooting for him for the season. My defensive rookie of the year is going to be Christian Gonzalez, quarterback out of Clemson who fell to the number 17 pick to the New England Patriots. Uh, if we know anything about the New England Patriots, they take traity cornerbacks and develop them, right? There's a ton of transitional history where we've seen the Patriots take a cornerback and he's that dude for three to four years. They don't pay him and they just do it again. Uh, Christian Gonzalez is going to be the latest in that long line. Uh, he's going to have to earn it quickly, guarding Gar- Garrett Wilson twice a, twice a year, playing against you know Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill twice a year. So it's going to be a lot of trial by fire. But I think Christian Gonzalez actually changes a lot of people's viewpoints and, and to the point where you see in redone mock drafts that he actually falls higher up the board. Uh, also, plus nine fifty. I love the odds. I had to shout out a little cornerback love. Let's get into comeback player of the year. Uh, <clears throat> anyone take the odds on favorite? <laughs> Eric, go ahead. Uh, so I'm taking Trey Lance at plus uh, four or thirty five hundred. That's exactly he's what he's play, doing. He's, he? he's being an Eagles fan, right? Okay. This is <laughs> this is why we don't let Eric talk. <laughs> it's always it's always bashing the Cowboys. <laughs> Not a good thing can be said. How many wins the Cowboys getting this year? Eleven. Oh, okay. Never mind. He said something nice. What? Three less than the Eagles. <laughs> he's asking for a quarterback. <laughs> con- oh, he's a- Jesus. He's asking for a quarterback controversy to win comeback player of the year. What a troll. Let's go, Cubs. All right, Nevada. Who do you got? 
Uh, yeah, so two quick things. So Hamlin's obviously the odds-on favorite. A uh, couple things for you. There's been three people that have had nasty injuries or diseases that obviously were slam dunks. Uh, those were Teddy Bruschi in 2005, who had a stroke. Eric Berry in 2015, who had Hodgkin's lymphoma. And then the greatest quarterback of all time, Alex Smith, with the snapped leg. All that being said, I'm going to go with Tua at plus 2,000. The the award tends to be going to the quarterback. Uh, The last 14 years, 11 quarterbacks have won it. Uh, And prior to his concussions last year, he was in the MVP race conversation. So I'm going to go with Tua. I think it's a great pick. I mean, I'm I'm sticking with the same flavor. I I I already alluded to it. Lamar Jackson plus twenty five hundred. Yeah, Lamar Jackson plus twenty five hundred. Dude, they're all good picks. Well, Trey Lance is not a good pick. (laughs) (laughs) Trey Lance is just petty. (laughs) Eric, how many games Trey Lance play this year? He'll be a starter after game after week five. Jesus Christ. <laughs> are we doing the are we doing the bold prediction or can I just shoot my mouth off now? Shoot your we'll, mouth off now. We'll right, do, the, we'll have, do the bold Jack's prediction. Have, oh, never mind. I'll do my bold. I'll wait to do my bold prediction. Yeah, don't kill the momentum. Shoot him off now. All right, fuck it. Dak's gonna have multiple interceptions in the first game in the first four or five games every week. They're gonna fucking Jerry Jones is gonna have a fucking stroke. They're gonna bench him. Trey Lance is gonna come in and uh, win comeback player of the year. Take him to the playoffs. Can I get this to the play? Can I get this to the playoffs? I what does a what does a multiple interception Dak two plus interceptions first four weeks. Trey Lance comeback player of the year. Dallas Cowboys playoffs. And Jerry Jones stroke. <laughs> I'm so glad you. I'm so glad you remembered the stroke part. I was about to add it in the parlay. What does that? That's got to be like plus one hundred thousand. One dollar wins you one billion dollars. Eric, if that hits, I'll pay you a thousand dollars. And that's and that's on God. I just want to preface it by saying I actually did have a different pick. That I wasn't going to take seriously, but then I got you guys' picks, and I don't want to have too many of the same as you, Jermaine, so I switched it up. But uh, I agree with who yours is going to be when you announce it. Dude, that's – that's. could you imagine Eric, like, he gets he three of those hits, and all he needs is a Jerry Jones stroke to get $1,000 from me? He's flying to Dallas to get oh, that. Oh, I'm going to <laughs> Dallas. Yeah, for sure, bro. How do you incite a stroke? Uh, I'm sure there's some sort of taunt. There's some sort of plant that you can put in someone's water to do it. Maybe. Come on now. Of course you can. I don't know. I, I'm not going to Google that either because Alleg- it does happen. Jermaine, Jermaine, allegedly. Yeah, I try not to. I try not to Google that without a VPN. All right, Nevada, who's your pick? For I forgot where we were at. Comeback player of the year, Trey Lance. Yeah, two of Tua. Oh, you Tua, said Tua, yeah. so it's my pick, right? Yeah, you said Lamar Jackson's my pick. Calvin Ridley, wide receiver, Jacksonville, plus 3,500. I think he's going to have 14 mm. touchdowns, 1,500 yards, and 100 receptions. Bet on he's, it. He's going to be electric. Uh, I just did. That's what, that's what we're doing right now, sir. I was saying Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I, I'll plus 3,500, I take it. I already took his over on both the other things. Let's go ahead and get into coach of the year. Let's do – let's just rattle your three off, Eric. Coach of the year, coordinator, and executive. Uh, so, coach of the year, I'm going to do Matt Eberfluss at plus 1,100. Uh, coordinator of the year, Kellen Moore, uh, offensive coordinator of the Chargers. And executive of the year, 
none other than Howie Roseman because he's going to make some midseason trades to get Aaron Donald, and we're going to win the Super Bowl. Another DT. Can I ask a question here? Are we all picking Kellen Moore for coordinator of the year? Feels like he, he is. Okay, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> okay, we're, Kellen Moore has a better offense, and he was great in Dallas with a good offense. He's, he's coordinator of the year. He's my second pick. Oh, okay. Nevada, are you taking Kellen Moore? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Hold on. So Eric had Matt Eberflus for coach of the year, correct? Yeah. All right. So who's your coach of the year in Nevada? I'm going to go with D'Amico Ryans. He's going to make the NFC or the AFC South a little <laughs> spicy. Okay. And you, Nick, who do you have for coach of the year? So there's one team that there's no expectations put on them. We I think we talked pre-show about them. Uh, Matt LaFleur plus 1600 coach of the year. Green Bay has a seven and a half win total. I mean, I'm, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, Green Bay wins 10 or 11 games, which I think they can do. I'm going, I'm going Doug Peterson. Nice. Doug Peterson plus 2000. I think he's got a favorable schedule. I think this is, this is technically, in my opinion, Trevor Lawrence's second year. I don't count his rookie season. They added Calvin Ridley. They added Tank Bigsby. They added help everywhere else on the field. Uh, Cal and you know Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, and Evan Ingram is a pretty gr- good group of weapons, and they play in a very shit division. I think Doug Peterson has his team in contention for the 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 bye week. Doesn't get it. But because he has him in contention for the bye week, Trevor Lawrence is balling out. Calvin Ridley's balling out. He ends up winning coach of the year. I can see it. I like, I it. like it. That goes along with my offensive player of the year pick. Hell yeah, it does. Uh, let's coordinators. Y'all said Kellen Moore, right? That's who yeah. everyone's taking yeah. here. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. I, I would like to introduce uh, a variance into that. Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator, Washington is my pick. So I had him to start. I had him to start. Because of exactly what I said about rumors and people being like, oh, everything's going to hell in Washington. Yeah, I think Eric Bieniemy is about to show everyone that he should have been a head coach two to three years ago. And that's with, you know, with injuries. Uh, and then lastly, so Kellen Moore, Eric Bieniemy for for coordinator of the year, executive of the year. Does anybody have any submissions? Oh, Eric said Howie Roseman. I knew that was coming. <laughs> Nevada? <laughs> I'll ride with Eric. Uh, I'm taking Brian Gutkurst. Wrong. Uh, Green Bay's executive. I think. I think a lot of people their draft with Jordan. Jordan Love. Nobody expects Jordan Love to be good. Nobody expects Green Bay to be good. They're rebuilding after Aaron Rodgers. I. I, I think he he put together a great draft and uh, he has a good team. Again, seven and a half wins. They're going to exceed expectations completely. Uh, so I'm going to go the opposite of the trade that Nick just referenced. I'm going Joe Douglas, New York Jets. Uh, anytime you add Aaron Rodgers, anytime you add Dalvin Cook, anytime you restructure a contract for your quarterback to save you, what is it, $60 million they saved or some outrageous number like that, um, their defense is better. The offensive line is talented. Wide receivers talented. I think uh, Joe Douglas ends up getting getting the nod. 
Here's here's what you want to give defensive-minded coaches. An offense that can run itself. <laughs> That's always good, right? He needs to focus on the defense. Give him young players on the defense. He knows how to coach that up. Robert solid defensive-minded guy. Give him a guy like Aaron Rodgers who honestly doesn't need a coordinator, but when you match him with a guy that he had in Green Bay, Nathaniel Hackett, you, it, that off you could that that's like playing defensive coordinator on Madden, and you only need to run the defense because your offense is just going to go score points. Two MVP seasons for Aaron Rodgers under Nathaniel Hackett. So, I I, I just like what Joe Douglas did there. I don't think they're done on top of that. You know, similar to Eric's pick with Howie Roseman, I don't think the Jets are done. So keep an eye out them to be aggressive. They are in a win now window, and they're going to try to maximize it. That closes up our futures, uh, NFL futures for this. You guys said, oh, actually, that closes up the rewards. We'll get into bold predictions now. Each one of us is going to give one bold prediction for total, and we'll open up with Eric. That gets benched. Trey Lance takes him to the playoffs. <laughs> Sticking with my story. All right. And uh, sorry, Nevada, what is your bold prediction? Uh, my bold prediction is that Nick does not get upset once this football season with the Panthers. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, this is Bill Belichick's last year in New England. Ooh. Oh, that's an interesting bold prediction. I like that. Uh, dude, first of all, if both of your bold predictions happens, football is fucking crazy this year. So, <laughs> Nick, what's your bold prediction? Uh, I am going to go... Neither this this goes along with my Trevor Lawrence pick. The Ravens, the Chiefs, the Bills are not the number one seed in the AFC. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, Doug Peterson, coach of the year, baby. Let's go. Spicy. Oh, I will 1,000% take that. So for my bold prediction, three quarterbacks this year – Eclipse the 50 touchdown mark. Offense goes nuclear. And they are. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to take Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to take Justin Herbert. I'm going to take Joe Burrow. And I will take Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Do you want do you want uh, Trey Lance on that list as well? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's <laughs> nah. going to take the Cowboys to hey, the that's, that's too bold. That's too bold. Three. You heard it here. Three quarterbacks throw for 50 touchdowns this year. I should have done the one I originally wanted to go with. I was going to go with three quarterbacks have over 5,000 yards passing. But uh, I decided to get even more crazy with it and go with 50 touchdowns. I dig it. Uh I will. I, I'll. I'll give a uh, an honorable mention. One, uh, the New Orleans Saints, uh, double the closest team in the NFC South in wins. Damn, you are all over the Saints. A little wow. foreshadowing for next week. You guys got anything else for the tens and tens? Nothing for me. I guess I didn't really have to sign off. I can just clip this part. <laughs> 